I'm Josh Escovito with Weintraub Tobin. And I'm Scott Hervey with Weintraub Tobin. What's the reach of the Lanham Act? Can it protect against the infringement of a U.S. trademark in a foreign territory? The U.S. Supreme Court is taking up the appeal of a Tenth Circuit case that will hopefully shed some light on the matter. This is what we're going to be talking about on this installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Here are the underlying facts of Arbitron Austria versus Hectronic International. Hectronic is a United States company that manufactures radio remote controls that are used to remotely operate heavy-duty construction equipment. Arbitron distributed Hectronic's products in Europe. This distributor relationship deteriorated, and then Arbitron began manufacturing their own products, which were identical to Hectronic, and selling them uh, in Europe under the Hectronic brand. Hectronic sued Arbitron in the United States, and a jury in the Western District of Oklahoma awarded Hectronic over $100 million in damage, most of which related to Arbitron's trademark infringement activities outside of the United States. Then, on Hectronic's motion, the district court entered a worldwide injunction barring uh, Arbitron from selling uh, their infringing products. On appeal to the Tenth Circuit, uh, the Ar Arbitron insisted that the Lanham Act's reach did not extend to their conduct, which generally involved foreign defendants making sales to foreign customers. The Lanham Act governs federal trademark and unfair competition disputes. It subjects to liability any person who uses in commerce any colorable imitation of a registered mark or any person who uses in commerce any word, false description, or false designation of origin that is likely to cause consumer confusion or to deceive as to the affiliation, origin, or sponsorship of any goods. The Act defines commerce broadly as all commerce, which may be lawfully regulated by Congress. The sole Supreme Court case on the extraterritorial application of the Lanham Act is the 70-year-old case of Steel versus Bulova Watch Company. That case involved a Lanham Act claim brought by the Bulova Watch Company against Sidney Steele, a United States citizen residing in Texas. Using component parts he had procured from the United States and Switzerland, Steele assembled watches in Mexico City and branded them Bulova. The Bulova Watch Company's Texas sales representative received numerous complaints from retail jewelers in the Mexican border area of Texas, whose customers brought in for repair defective Bulovas, which upon inspection often turned out not to be products of that company. The Supreme Court held that Steele's activities were covered by the Lanham Act. The fact that Steele affixed the mark Bulova in Mexico City rather than in the United States was not determinative. The court explained that Steele's operations and their effects were not confined within the territorial limits of Mexico. Steele had bought components for his watches in the United States, and Steele's watches filtered through the Mexican border into the United States, and those competing goods could well reflect adversely on Bulova's trade reputation in markets cultivated by advertising in the United States, as well as abroad. The court further noted that because Steele did not have trademark rights to the Bulova mark under Mexican law, applying the Lanham Act to his conduct would not create any conflict with foreign law. Presently, a number of federal circuits have different frameworks for the extraterritorial application of the Lanham Act. The Tenth Circuit ended up adopting the framework from the First Circuit's case, McBee versus Delica. Under McBee, 
where a case is about the foreign activities of foreign defendants, the Lanham Act applies only if the complaint of activities have a substantial effect on U.S. commerce, viewed in light of the purposes of the Lanham Act. The Tenth Circuit also noted in adopting this test that if a plaintiff successfully shows that a foreign defendant's conduct has had a substantial effect on United States commerce, courts should also consider whether the extraterritorial application of the Lanham Act would create a conflict with trademark rights established under the relevant foreign law. The lower court found that the defendant's conduct had a substantial effect on United States commerce. That's right. The district court noted that Hectonic presented more than enough evidence to show that the defendant's foreign infringing conduct had a substantial effect on U.S. commerce. The district court said that besides the millions of euros worth of infringing products that made their way into the United States after initially being sold abroad, the defendants also diverted tens of millions of dollars in foreign sales from, uh, from the plaintiff to the defendants that the plaintiffs otherwise would have received in the United States. Ultimately, the jury in the district court awarded Hectonic $113 million in damages, resulting mostly from the defendant's foreign activity. The verdict was appealed to the Tenth Circuit, where it was upheld, although the Tenth Circuit trimmed the worldwide injunction issued by the lower court to apply to only those countries in which Hectronic currently markets and sells its products. In January 2022, Arbitron and related companies petitioned the Supreme Court for review of the Tenth Circuit's ruling. Arbitron argued that 97% of the sales were for products made in foreign countries by foreign companies to foreign customers for use in foreign countries. The appeals court decision to award damages for all of the defendant's worldwide sales on the grounds that 3% substantially affects U.S. commerce would allow a very small tail to wag a very large dog. In May 2022, the Supreme Court asked the Biden administration for the Solicitor General to file a brief for the views of the United States. In September of 2022, the U.S. solicitor filed a brief supporting the Supreme Court's review of the case. Interestingly, the solicitor general noted a failure in not only the framework adopted by the Tenth Circuit for determining the extraterritorial reach of the Lanham Act, but the framework adopted by all other circuits, that each of these tests adopted by the courts of appeals have failed to focus on whether a foreign use is likely to cause U.S. consumer confusion. The Solicitor General also noted that the ruling in the Tenth Circuit conflicts with the Fourth Circuit decision in Tire Engineering and Distribution LLC versus Shandong Linglong Rubber Company. In that case, the Fourth Circuit rejected a Lanham Act claim that relied on a diversion of sales theory, concluding that harm to a United States company's income from foreign infringement did not support application of the Lanham Act, where the defendant that used that mark was a foreign company. In early November uh, 2022, the Supreme Court agreed to review Arbitron Austria versus Hectronic International, Inc. As is customary, the Supreme Court offered no commentary on its grant of review, and a briefing schedule will be issued later. We'll have to keep an eye on that one. Thanks for sharing, Scott. You're welcome, Josh. Thanks. Thanks for tuning into this installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And for additional content, visit our website at theiplawblog.com. Thanks. Thanks.